it's pretty it's pretty cool to have this stuff on Apple finally. So, um, home screen customizations. When you first put your finger on the phone, you can hold your finger down and you can customize how you have the clock set up, and you can set up different different ways the clock looks, different ways the background interacts with you, and different wallpapers and so on and so forth. And you can add different ones. So you can choose back and forth between the ones if you wanted to, without having to switch the whole entire um, thing, which is pretty cool. They mentioned the dynamic island on the top. Yeah, like I mentioned, it's a control of audio playing, and different apps will probably use it for different purposes as well, but it's pretty cool. I got the new purple color. There's no blue. This this kind of sucks. I like the blue that they used that they used to have. Um, there's a new purple yeah, color. Yeah, for one year, right? Yep. Uh, I had it for a couple of years, but they they kind of yeah. they kind of got it fixed last year. Um, nice per- nice blue, but then they got rid of it this year and did a purple, which is not too bad. I like it, but it's in a case anyway, so you don't even fucking notice it. Um, the extended battle- battery life is great. Um, notice the better battery life on my Apple Watch uh, after the upgrade. The connections are stronger for sure. So. Yeah, just a couple of quick notes on the phone. I do like it. Um, I'm an Apple guy, so I, I, I haven't upgraded in a couple of years. My first upgrade since uh, 2020, so pretty cool. And we are going to get into the Fat Fuck segment now. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Just a quick little uh, fat fuck segment before we get into a surprise game for the night. Um, Arby's is coming out with a Diablo sandwich and loaded fries, and it has a. I'll re- I'll read the I'll read the what it has on there. Um, actually, I don't have it on here. It has fire roasted jalapenos, Diablo barbecue sauce, fiery seasoning on the burger or on the roast beef or the chicken patty. Um, and they also they also have a fries that have the same thing the cheese on there the Diablo sauce whatever this is um, and like I mentioned it's fried chicken or roast beef you can have it in and uh, they have a Diablo Dare meal where you get the Diablo loaded fries a Diablo roast beef and a vanilla milkshake a fire extinguisher is what they call it and they it's an order you can order it's limited time it's at Arby's we don't have anyone we don't have any around here probably forty minutes fifty minutes away but. Um, very interesting. Yeah. Hello, dog. I don't know about that. I mean, it's probably similar to the Burger King one, where it won't be that spicy anyways. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely try The fries look pretty fire. Yep. No pun intended. Fire. Yes, it was. Fries look fucking real good. No pun intended. I love a good cheese fry. I love a good cheese fry. Me too. I love cheese fries. Um, so we are going to do a little ranking game show. We are going to <laughs> Kevin, this unbeknownst to me that we were doing this. Nope. We are going to do a website that I saw this week, an article that I saw this week on twofoodtrippers.com. 
It is the 21 best sandwiches in America. Merriam-Webster defines a sandwich as two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. So that's that's where they that's where they get this uh, study from. They've traveled around the country in what they call a Prius or a or a car of that sort, and they found the top 21 sandwiches. We're only going to go with the top 10 sandwiches here. Um, I will say that the one sandwich that's not on this list that should be is a peanut butter and jelly, so you can knock that right out. But a lot of the top 10 are normal, everyday sandwiches, with a few exceptions. But we're going to try to go for 5 for 5 on this, Kevin. And you are going to guess, try to guess, the top 10 sandwiches. So go. What do you think would be on the top 10? Fucking cheeseburger. Cheeseburger is number 10. Okay, this is going to get real difficult. <laughs> Um, hot dog. Hot dog is right out of the top ten. It's number eleven. Okay. Uh, chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich is number one. Do you agree with that? I'm just surprised it's not burger. Um. Yeah, me too. I agree. It should be top three. Yeah. Along with peanut butter and jelly and burger. Yeah. But peanut butter and jelly isn't even on the list, so we are going to go with um, roast beef. Roast beef is outside of the top 10 at number 16. Look, fuck yourself. I know. This list is bullshit. Ham and cheese isn't on the list either. I noticed that right now. Um, but hoagies and submarines and heroes are number 19, so I guess you can kind of consider that as like a ham, maybe ham sub. Is- Taylor ham or pork roll on there? Um, pork roll is not. However, roast pork is. That's number 16. That's not top 10 already. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> there's some uh, there's some regional sandwiches on cheese? here. A cheese steak is number 3. Okay. Okay. God damn, got that uh, right. Meatball. Meatball is not on the list. Like I mentioned, there's some there's some regional like regional sandwiches on this list around the country, not just New England, but regionally. Fucking taco is a taco on the list. A taco isn't on the list, but it's not a piece of bread. Well, I guess unless you call a soft tortilla a piece of bread, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of obvious ones, and especially in the top ten. Like I mentioned, regional. Think regional. Think uh, think yeah, New I'm, England. Think I'm Maine. Maine. What the fuck do I know what's going on on Oregon? All right. Think Maine. Think Maine. Lobster would, roll. Lobster rolls number number eight. Think South. Think Florida, Miami. Fucking Cuban. Yep. Number four. That's number four? That's number four. I mean, Cubans are delicious. Uh, Pulled pork? Pulled pork is not in the top ten, but it is number 20. Regional sandwiches. What goes on in New Mexico? Nothing. Nothing goes on in New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler, there's no New Mexican sandwiches on here. Is New Mexican a word? I guess so. 
Uh, would you rather be New Mexican or Old Mexican? I don't know. I had Good no question. idea. Oh, we'll go through the list. Uh, number 21, Muffalata. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never had one. I don't even what know where they are. Muffalata, M-U-F-F-U-L-E-T-T-A. I've seen I've seen them before, um, maybe on Food Network or something like that, but I've, I've heard of them. Uh, number 20 was pulled pork. Number 19 was a submarine or a hoagie. Number 18, roast beef. Number 17, a French dip. Number 16, roast pork. A Primati Classic is number 15. I've heard of those. Uh, I, I know it's out of, I want to say, Pennsylvania. I'm not really sure. What's that bullshit they do with the fries and uh, that's Pittsburgh? what that That's what that is, yes. Okay. Um, number 14, a breakfast sandwich on a biscuit or a ro- on a roll or whatever. Um, number f- number 13, pastrami on rye. Very popular sandwich. A hot brown. Never heard of it. Um, it's almost like an open-faced sandwich. They put uh, like a cheese bussamel on it. Um, number number 11 and 10, hot dog hamburger. Number 9, bologna sandwich. Classic Oscar Minor bologna. Um, number 8, lobster roll. Number 7, a Reuben. I guess the Reuben. Ah, uh, Reuben. Number six, which is kind of weird and kind of stretching to add it as, the, as a sandwich, bagel and lox, out of, uh, mostly out of New York. Fuck yeah. out of here. Uh, number five is a pretty huge sandwich that, uh, that pretty much everyone can make at home. Nothing, nothing, you don't really buy it in the store or in a restaurant, but a grilled cheese, number five. Uh, Cuban sandwich, number four. Philly cheesesteak, number three. Number two, out of New Orleans, regional sandwich. Uh, po' boy. Po' boy. And number one, ch- fried chicken sandwich. So yeah, that's the rankings for this website, 2foodtrippers.com. This just came out a couple weeks ago. And uh, not having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on there are automatically uh, eliminates the the uh, yeah the whole entire well, This is invalid. <laughs> yep. So yep, that's our ranking game of the week. And I get to play this theme song, which is great. You heard the songs that come up with a reason to play it. (laughs) Fucking temple, let's move on. (laughs) Kevin, this podcast is nothing but janky. You just gotta get, just gotta roll with it, Kevin. (laughs) Uh, Alright, so let's get into what we watched this week. Not a lot. Uh, watched a couple of movies because we we have gotten through all the fall TV shows that had they debuted at the beginning of September. There were only a lot of them, only ten episodes. So we're in November now, so we're at a kind of a dead dead weight right now as far as TV. But there are a couple still going on. Um, Andor episode nine came out a couple days ago. Uh, a few more episodes left of that on on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a slow episode, but uh, I saw an article this week that was questioning, what are they building? What is Andor and this group building in this secret, guarded area, this non-stop building of something? And a lot of people are speculating that it may have something to do with the Death Star. Maybe they're building this at Death Star in here. Maybe we'll find that out. Maybe that's how he finds out about the plans in the first place, so we'll see. Um, Perhaps. Yeah, Perhaps. I I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of... that fucking fleet they used in episode 9. Fucking Star Destroyers. Fucking stupid ass shit. <laughs> How are you going to hide a fleet that big? A bunch of bullshit yeah. that movie was. Anyways. 
on to the next topic. This was a good episode of Andor. I enjoyed it very much, though. Yeah, yeah. The, the show, the show has been hit or miss for me, but a lot of it's a lot of it's just been slow going. It's a very long story that could probably be condensed into a smaller story if they wanted to. But um, did you end up watching Tales of the Jedi, the shorts? Yeah, watched them uh, burn them all the other day. Yeah, very easy to burn through. Um, you showed Count Dooku's descent into the dark side. Um, yep. is, never, never knew how he how he became an apprentice to uh, the, you, to the uh, Sith Lord. Notice that scene with him and Yaddle where he's in the dark and she's in the light. Yep, yep. And Pretty of course, yeah, like Pretty you mentioned, cool. Yaddle is in this episode, voiced by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, yep. revealing the reason why she was missing after Phantom Menace. Um, it's because, spoiler alert, Count Dooku killed her. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I think I heard they changed that from the original explanation, but they okay. never showed it or talked about it before, so I'll take that as canon. Yeah, it looked cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, those good shorts are on Disney+. Plus. Um, they're uh, Filoni, of course, so they're yeah. fantastic. Yep. Um, yeah, so yeah, go ahead and hunt them out. And that's pretty, that's pretty much it for TV shows right now. Um, I did end up watching a movie, a lost movie that I'd never seen that I, 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 I wanted to see for a while. It was on sale on iTunes a while back, so I grabbed it. Um, it was Houdini from 1953, starring starring uh, Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, uh, parents of Jamie Lee Curtis, um, about Harry Houdini, whole entire story. Um the only, the only difference between this and the real story what happened is the ending of this movie is totally different of how he dies. Um, spoiler alert, if you've never seen this movie, he dies in a water tank in the movie. In real life, he dies by getting punched in the stomach by a fan who tries to... Because uh, that used to be a thing that Harry Houdini did on stage. He used to get punched in the stomach, but he'd have to like tighten up his stomach. And this guy just punched him in the stomach before he could tighten it. Ended up giving him an appendicitis, and he died. Um, but, th- but this story made him die in a water tank. He died um, in what the twenties? Yeah, nineteen thirties, I think. Thirties, okay. Yeah, and it made me watching this movie made me think of the nineteen nineties and how big the ma- magic phase was on television. Oh my it was god! All over. Especially it was like around this time of year, like there'd always be a special on Thanksgiving. Yep, there always was. Either David Copperfield or Fox would have these weird specials that would be airing, like um, yep. Yeah, behind all the, the magic type stuff too. Magic how stuff. to do magic tricks? Yeah. Yep, yeah, and, and also they have magic sh- magic tricks on the screen where you could you could kind of play along and pick a card yeah. or pick a number or something on the screen and then go back yeah. from a commercial break and, and it would be it be on there. Pretty cool for us as kids, but um, and they also after that they had the mass magician that pretty much destroyed ma- magic in the '90s when he gave up all the secrets of magic and yes. this and that. But which they yeah. also did with wrestling, and a lot of people were mad that Harley Race was involved in that yeah. program. And we'll get into that next week, too, because there's also some wrestling shit that happened right about in the late 90s, um, especially with the Bret Hart documentary we're going to get into next week. But, uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I I did like it. Um, I I like those type of movies. It was in color, 1953. You never know. It could be black and white or color. This was in color. Um, Yeah, uh, good acting for the time. I mean, you're talking, what, 60 years ago now, 70 years at at this point. So, yeah, it is what it is. And I watched a movie today that you didn't watch because it's not that easy to find unless you watch it on your phone, which I ended up watching was or weird. Or Roku. Or if you have a Roku, which I don't, but I watched it on I my don't phone. Here, do it my parents. Yep. Uh, weird. The Al Yankovic story. Um, not going to get into too many spoilers, but there's not much to spoil. Um, yeah, what you already, story. what you already know, it's Weird Al's bio- biopic. But what's the best way that you can do a Weird Al biopic? 
by doing a parody of a Weird Al biopic. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is. It's 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 kind of been known that this is not real. And all the stuff that happens in that you've seen in the trailers and stuff. Um, tons of celebrity cameos, including Weird Al himself in, in a few scenes. Um, yeah, but I won't get into it too much. It was a good movie. Uh, three and a half, uh, three and a half pineapples. I won't give it a stars. Three and a half pineapples. Um, very strange, very weird. Uh, Weird Al wrote this with the director. Um, it's on, it's on Roku. Uh, you go on Roku.com. You can click on it, watch it on your phone. You can airplay it to your Apple TV or whatever from there. Um, it's worth watching if you like Weird Al. Um, just think of it as a parody of Weird Al. Don't don't go into it with a serious biopic because that's not what it is at all. But uh, it's decent. Um, and that's yeah, that's it for what I watched. Did you watch anything this week? No, not really. Not really. Not too much now. Yeah, we got, this is kind of a slow week for us. Next week's gonna be a big episode, so I decided to make the episode kind of short. Um, I watched some Psych. Getting ready for next week. Yeah, yeah, because we're going to do a big segment on Psych next week. But, yeah, let's jump into news. And I don't have the trailer roundup here. Oh, yes, I do. And it's a, yeah, trailer roundup. I didn't think I had the sound effect. Um, yeah, the trailer, this the full trailer to Avatar The Way of Water comes out December 16th. I don't know if you saw this trailer or not, but could you explain anything that happened to me, or that happened to to me in this trailer? Like, what is this movie about? Besides being Avatar underwater. Uh, it's Avatar underwater. I There's, did not actually see the trailer, but okay. Uh, yeah, don't because I I don't I watched this trailer and I don't know what this movie's about. At least when I watched the first Avatar, they've been talking about that all week. Is that nobody really knows what it's about? There's no plot details, there's no there's no reveals in the trailer, it's kind of very, very weird. Just more blue people. More blue people, and now they're underwater, and it's, they're completely surrounded by blue in the water, so it's weird. But yeah, it comes out in a month for now, a little bit over a month. Um, I don't know if you're into Burt Kreischer, I don't know if you've seen his stand-up or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's listen pretty good. To, I listen to a lot of podcasts with him. Um, the Machine, a movie based off his comedy joke that he told years and years ago that he's been working off of for years, um, where he was in, in a Russian train, and there ended up being a robbery and a whole bunch of shit happened. Well, this is a follow-up to that, starring Mark Hamill, starring Burt Kreischer. Um, the trailer came out this week. He debuted it on, on um, Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, looks very, very funny. I, I love Burt Kreischer. I think he's funny naturally. Stand-up's okay, but I, I like him as a as a talker on podcasts and stuff like that. He's a funny guy. So I can't wait for that. And uh, let's get into the news. Uh, Marvel Studio has found its Wonder Man. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but if you've seen Aquaman, you know Black, Black Manta in that movie. It's the guy who played him. Um, he was also um, in the Watchmen TV show. He played um, uh, Doctor Manhattan in that, right? You find out. Spoiler uh, alert. Yep. So uh, yeah, he's he's gonna play Simon Williams, Wonder Man, who I mentioned before is an actor who who is in the MCU, and uh, he ends up becoming a anti not anti hero, kind of a villain turned into a hero. Very closely connected to the West Coast Avengers, which I have a feeling they're slowly building to here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a Disney Plus series. So, um, and it's gonna be I think it's gonna be done by um, 
by the guy who did uh, Shang Chi. I think he's he's the show. He's gonna be directing some episodes of it. I think he's the one in charge of bringing it to the screen. So interesting. Um, mentioned uh, mentioned Kiki Palmer wanting to be Rogue. So instead of doing the traditional way of going through Marvel and, and get contacting Kevin Feige on Halloween, she decided to dress up as Rogue. And do her own kind of promotion for it. And I think she did a great job in the costume and and the promo. She did kind of a short video of it and everything. She looks great. Um, Posted pictures in our notes. But yeah, I think think she'd be a great rogue. Um, I've been mentioning, I haven't seen it anywhere besides what I've been mentioning, is the guy from Interview of the Vampire and Grey Worm from from Game of Thrones should be Gambit. And I think he would work great off a rogue, so... Uh, I hope that catches steam, but I, I haven't seen it anywhere. So, and we have no clout. So, um, last oh, last night, I, I'm reading notes. Um, Vision Quest we, we announced last week that it was going to be on Disney Plus series, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen is expected to return as Scarlet Witch after everything that happened in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and and Vision Quest is going to be more of a sequel to WandaVision than Agatha House of Harkness. So I could see this happening. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Not a lot of information on that. It's all variety articles and Hollywood Reporter articles at this moment. But um, rumor of the week: Andor, Andor star uh, Diego Luna is being eyed to play MCU's Mister Fantastic. Uh, big rumor of the week. No, no, uh, no other information other than that. Um, he's great in Andor. I don't know what else he's been in, but yeah. Uh, sure. I I think uh, either him or Penn Bagley would be a great um, Mr. Fantastic. So, um, Marvel also announced this week that they're do they have a deal with EA EA Electronics EA uh, Games to do three Marvel games. They're going to be in their own Marvel universe. Um, they like EA EA and Disney like Disney likes what EA did with the Star Wars games with. Um, with the one with, uh, I can't remember his name. Cal Kestis. Cal, yes. Fallen uh, they, Order. Yeah. yeah, Fallen Order. They like what they did with that, so they made a deal with Marvel. Hello, Kitty. I have a Kitty, too, here. Um, we'll see. It's EA. EA sucks, so. Yeah. Um, I gotta move my keyboard, because my mom just brought the fucking cat in. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was originally going to be about Avengers Endgame in the blip. It was gonna be, it was gonna be T'Challa's, um, um, Coming back from the blip after five years and trying to refigure the world after after five years missing, and uh, try to bring back Wakanda. That was gonna be, and then when he when Chadwick Boseman passed, they had to rewrite the story. Namor was always supposed to be a part of that. Um, so that like like in if you watched um, in uh, Endgame, you saw a little quick clip of them talking about an underwater explosion and and uh, what's her name from Wakanda said just leave, just leave that be or something like that to that effect, but. Um, directors behind Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, the Russo brothers, aren't coming back to Marvel till at least 2030. Um, they've got a lot of projects that they're, that they're doing right now and they're kind of booked. So, um, also maybe they're getting everybody off the scent. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, Aubrey Plaza has been cast in the WandaVision spinoff Agatha Coven of Chaos, probably playing a witch. Um, seems to be that type of, uh, actress that she could probably pull that off. Easily. Yep. Um, it was also announced this week the Sandman was renewed for season two at Netflix after the cancellation rumors and all that shit with that uh, was going on. So I, I'm glad that happened because it's a great show. Um, 
Halloween was last week, and uh, James Hetfield from Metallica dressed up as Eddie Munson from Stranger Things for Halloween. That was pretty cool. He posted a picture on Instagram. Um, and big news on Netflix as well, The Witcher, which I haven't seen, but here, here it's really good. Henry Cavill plays the lead in that for the, last, for the first two seasons, but he dropped out. And uh, he's not coming back for season three, probably because he's fucking Superman now. So they you brought mean in for season four. First, uh, yes, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, so Liam Helmsworth from Hunger Games, uh, brother to Chris Helmsworth, is coming in to to play that role that he played in the in the show. And yep. uh, yeah, I guess Henry- I guess Henry's been pretty upset with how they aren't following the story and they've done some stupid things and i think he was only signed for three years anyway so he's not breaking yeah. the contract or anything he just wanted him to come back yeah because of course now he's back to being superman yeah yeah he's busy he's also doing a movie with guy Ritchie, a world war ii movie um mm-hmm. he was just casting it this week uh so yeah um guardians of the galaxy director james gunn is uh was reportedly offered um holy shit um i've I'm tired tonight. <laughs> um, Kevin Feige was offered to be to the DC role, which I think you had mentioned a while back. Uh, some uh, that he was try- They tried to move him over from yep. Mar- Marvel to DC at one point. Giant jump ship. Um, yeah, they're trying. They're trying to fix Warner Brothers. There's some news that came out today. Some cancellation. We're going to talk about in a minute. But um, Warner Brothers Discovery posted a net loss of 2.3 billion dollars, even after deep cuts of animation and. It's stream after everything. The, the new CEO is coming in and, and, and kind of taking a wrecking ball to everything in, in Warner Brothers right now. Um, and he's also saying they want to focus more on franchises because that's where their big money is. Um, and he also hints at an in, immediate price hike for HBO Max. Um, I think they're probably going to wait until the spring because they're, they're the uh, combination app with them and Discovery Plus will be out by then and there'll probably be a big increase when that comes out. So we'll see. Um, the big news today was Westworld. Um, I haven't watched since the first season. I did like it very much, but for some reason, I just never watched it after that. And I know Aaron Paul's in the newer seasons. Um, yeah, but the second canceled. season sucked. Yeah, but it was canceled on HBO. Uh, a lot of people haven't, just like us, haven't watched it or haven't got into it after the first or second season. So yeah, it was canceled after four. Um, not coming back and not finishing the series. Not it's kind of an unfinished story, I guess. For I don't know. Um, it also appears that uh, Fantastic Beasts franchise is officially dead at Warner Brothers. Um, I know the I know the CEO talked about um, meeting with J.K. Rowling and trying to come up with new stories for Harry Potter because, like I mentioned, they want to do franchises. They want to keep those big franchises as the moneymaker for Warner Brothers going forward. So, um, Peacock, you sent me this this week. Peacock is given a straight to series order for Friday the Thirteenth prequel, currently titled Crystal Lake. Yep. Um, being written by Brian Fuller, um, ordered at Peacock. Um, it must be telling See? the story of Jason dying. I'm guessing, right? In the camp. I don't know. Um, I don't. I mean, I kind of wish it was like a prequel between like before s- number two, but um, hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess he would have deformed Jason as a child, but I don't see how that could be like a TV show. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. My interest has peaked. Um, it was officially announced this week that The Last of Us will be released on January 15th, so only two months away, um, on HBO Max, of course. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. Probably so, my highly anticipated show next year. With that coming out on January 15th, for 
a few weeks after that uh, Mandalorian is supposed to drop. Yep, that's right. So Pedro Pascal is going to be in wow. the two biggest shows streaming at the same time. That's fucking crazy. If you think about it. And also, you won't even think about him as being the same actor because the shows are so different. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, James Cameron, Avatar Way of Water, we mentioned it earlier. The movie at this, at this point, right now, a month before it comes out, has a runtime of over three hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, James Cameron, what are you doing? He has such potential, and he's he's wasting all of the, the the end part of his life on doing these Avatar movies, where he could be doing another great franchise. We do a fucking Terminator again. Jump back in the saddle on that. And do it right. For fuck's sake, who cares about Avatar? Nobody knows what those he trailers does. are even he about. He cares about Avatar. He started doing Avatar before he even worked on Titanic. He was oh. building Avatar. Oh, well, he built the technology for Avatar with Titanic too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, another thing that you posted in the Geek Blur page today, the Crow yes. reboot, officially in post-production, or it must be pre-production, the article must mean. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Skarsgård, I can't remember his first name. What's his, what's that? Alexander? Alexander, no, the other one, um, the one who played It. Um, Bill Skarsgård. Bill, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's tapped to play the lead. Um, of the, the first Crow is a great movie from the 90s, just recently watched it in the last 10 years, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good casting choice, I guess. Good. I I don't know about the reboot. It's a good no. casting choice, especially Momoa. after watching him in the Barbarian. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Um, Momoa was supposed to be supposed to be the lead character. Momoa was at one point. The guy with half a face from uh, Boardwalk was supposed to be at one point. Wasn't uh, uh, John Connor? To reboot this forever. Wasn't John Connor um, in the re- one of the? Uh... He was in one of the for TV ones. Yeah. Um, I think it was like the third or fourth one with um, chick from American Pie. The blonde yeah. chick. I think oh, she yeah, was yeah. in it. Have you heard anything about Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed, the game? Not really. I haven't either. i got to do a deep dive on that. As I keep seeing stuff about it, I, I almost think it's like a Fortnite game. But it's an open yep. world. It's open open world New York City, I guess, from what I hear. Huh. I'm going to do a little bit of research. We may follow up on that next week or maybe a couple weeks. Um, Daphne Keene, who, pl- who, was in, uh, who played X-23 in Logan has been reportedly joined... She's reportedly joined Star Wars show at The Acolyte. Um, yep. was, that, that movie came out five or six years ago, so uh, I don't know what else she's been in since then, but yeah. We'll uh, see. She's and, been in some stuff, but uh, we'll see. I'm excited yeah. for this show. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for Star Wars. Star Wars on TV is pretty good right now. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it for news. Not a lot of news this week, and we're going to get jump right into the Attitude Era rewatch. Ross War, November 3rd, 1997, live from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, not a lot happened on this Raw, surprisingly. It's the lead-up to SummerSlam. Uh, iconic big match coming up on Sunday. 
they probably didn't know the scope this match was going to have at the time, but it was huge. <laughs> um, if sex was big in 1998 and 1999 was a big catalyst for Raw and WWF at the time, racism <laughs> was a big catalyst at this time in, in November of 1997. Um, this week wasn't as bad, but the last few weeks have been pretty bad. Um, no Bret Hart tonight. He's in Canada getting ready for a SummerSlam match. Um... Spoiler alert for next week. I watched um, Wrestling with Shadows, Bret Hart's documentary that came out in 1997. 1990, 1998, maybe? Because um, it was recorded in 1997. The, the documentary? Yes. I don't think it came out till like 2000, I feel like. Okay, yeah, maybe. It might have been, yeah, I'm not sure how that happened because uh, they recorded the entire year leading up to the events of Survivor Series. Yes. Which is also another reason why I believe this is probably a work. Yes, because everything in wrestling is a work. Because um, everything just gave, gave a documentary that literally would have had no conclusion, a very good conclusion. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it was a co- coincidence, we'll get into it next week. But if it was a coincidence, holy shit! I mean, that that Bret Hart and, I mean, was fucking lucky. They filmed backstage. I mean, I don't think they would have been allowed back there after yeah. the incident. Oh, everything um, changed, so to speak. After so. the after the Survivor Series, everything in wrestling changed. Everything in WWF mm-hmm. changed. Contracts changed. Uh, a, a, people being allowed backstage, I'm sure, changed. Camera crews changed. Deals like this. Although after this, uh, um, Vince McMahon did do um, did do the other documentary. Um, Beyond the map, but he Beyond agreed to that. And then when he saw the footage, he was yeah, like, he, he, "I don't yeah. want my name on this." And uh, yeah. They still left in most of that footage, but he was upset with how it came out. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into wrestling with shadows next week and and the big Survivor Series match. It's gonna be a pretty big segment. There's a lot of stuff that happens on at Survivor Series. That match alone, a lot of background stuff. I've been doing a lot of research. Just so happens I mentioned to Kevin before we recorded today that a lot of podcasts, a lot of Conrad podcasts are covering Survivor Series and the Screw Job because it's the 25th anniversary. The whole reason that I started doing this and we started doing this is because of that and. They're covering it right now, and um, Jr. did a podcast today, and Mick Foley did his his take on it, and Mick Foley was one of the only people that actually didn't show up for Raw the next night, so uh, he gave his uh, his story of that, and um, we'll get into it next week a little bit, but um, this is Raw of November 3rd, the week before, and uh, Vince starts the night in the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin's looking for payback for with Owen from SummerSlam and doesn't care who he goes through to get the IC title. Including Ahmed Johnson. Today, today, why don't you and I put our gear on? Come out here, punk, and get it on. Put it on your stuff, and let's do it today. All right, all right. All right, all right, wait a minute. All right, come on, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Today. All right. All right, what about it, Stone Cold? You've been challenged for a match tonight. If anybody wants to see Ahmed Johnson get his ass whipped, give me a hell yeah. I think it's unanimous. Not that I need anybody's opinion, but you're damn right, son. I'll be happy to beat the hell out of you on live TV. Why? Because I said so. So yeah, Stone Cold being Stone Cold. Um, Goldust and Terry Reynolds have a weird interview with JR. Um, it's being described throughout the night that it's Goldust raping 
his wife verbally, the exact same way that JR kept saying it all night. Um, in, in the interview, Goldust turns on his wife and tells her she's holding him back and won't let him be who he's truly meant to be. Um, compares her to his father for abandoning for abandoning abandoning him. Um, mentions being a single stay-at-home dad during the month with Brian Pillman that she was with him and always questioning her month-long affair with Pillman during that time. And tells her he doesn't love her anymore and is sick and tired of her. Um, says there's another person he's fallen th- for and throws his wedding ring at her and breaks up with her during the interview. Um, Russo was writing a soap opera. <laughs> this whole entire thing has it written all over it. So, yeah. Um, Ahmed Johnson comes down unannounced to fight Steve Austin earlier. Um, it was supposed to happen later in the night, but now he just come out. Um, but it's not Austin that come out, it's Kane. And he comes down and gives him two choke slams. Um, and Mankind comes down and hits Kane over the head with a big metal prop of some sort. Um, he ends up running out of the ring into the crowd, setting up a match I think they have at, Summer, uh, at Survivor Series. So, we'll see. Um, Austin comes out and challenges Ahmed to come back down, whether he's injured or not. But the Nation of Domination come down instead. And Akama comes down and, and tries to to uh, intimidate Austin, but he gets an immediate stutter. Um, Yellow D come down, and a huge brawl happens outside the ring, setting up a, uh, I think a Survivor Series match at Survivor Series, but I'm not sure. Um, second hour starts in the ring with DX on the mic with Michael Cole. Tri- Triple H quickly tripping Michael Cole out of the ring. Um, HBK takes over the mic. Taking shots at Hogan and WCW, mocking Hogan's air guitar entrance with the WCW. Uh, they used to do on WCW with the TV title. Um, HBK challenges Ken Shamrock to his first title defense next week on Raw. Um, um, but Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter comes down, and and uh, this is the iconic scene if you've ever seen with HBK and Sean, I mean, and uh, Hunter, where they wear these visors to help the spit from uh, Sergeant Slaughter's list from hitting him. And when that doesn't work, they put they put the wipers on there, little mini windshield wipers on the mask. Um, if you've ever seen D- DX archival footage, uh, you, you've noticed this, obviously. Um, yes. Sarge says the match will happen tonight for the European title. Um, and spoiler alert, that doesn't happen. Um, a fan attacked in the ring during Vader's match. This fan ends up being Steve Blackman. This is his debut. Um, he hopped over the guardrail to defend an outnumbered Vader against the Canadian baddies Jim Neidhart and Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Um, and HBK versus Shamrock ends the show in a disqualification. Triple H pedigree Shamrock into a briefcase that, that Rick Rude's always holding. Um, an abysmal setup to one of the greatest pay-per-view matches of all time. So, uh, yeah, that's it for Raw. Are you calling, are you calling HBK versus Brett one of the greatest pay-per-view matches of no. all time? No. Uh, this oh, okay. this raw was an abysmal setup, is what I mean. But yeah. So, oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's it for our show. <laughs> Not a lot this week. Uh, we've been giving we've been given a lot of show the last few weeks, so figure we do a short one this week because next week's gonna be huge. Um, we're gonna be seeing Black Panther on Thursday. We're gonna review that. Um, we're gonna do our psych throwback, and we're gonna do this huge huge follow up with Survivor Series, and we're gonna review Wrestling with Shadows and this documentary that Kevin. Kevin gave me on Blu-ray today the great WWE greatest rivalry Shawn Michaels versus Brett. I'm gonna watch it this we might, week. We might have to save that one for the next week. I think that'll be a good come down after yeah, the, because we'll yeah. be doing so much stuff next week. Um, and that documentary, I believe, deserves some time to talk about. Okay, we'll, um, yeah, we'll wait because this is, this is when they interview with those two. This one with when Brett they first. And Sean, and there's a bunch this, of highlights. Is, this is when they first met. Uh, 
15 years after, right? Like 2011, something like yeah, that. This was filmed. Well, 2008 is when uh, Sean gave him the big unplanned hug in the ring when yes. Brett first came back right before that WrestleMania. And 2000. And then they like did a sit down sometime after that. I think that just came out in like 2012. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll do that in a couple of weeks. Cause yeah, next week's a lot. Um, and yeah, we, we're, we're still trying to, we're still trying to, uh, get the, get the groove of that. We're going to do a show retrospective as well. So talking about the last year of the show and everything that's happened and all the audio issues and whatever happened. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's it for the show this week. So thanks for listening. And we will talk to everyone next week for our big one-year anniversary. Peace. Peace.